0: Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HBR Minute HCI podcast episode, I explore the recent HBR video, how to be more productive. Welcome back to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. It's great to be with you again today for this HBR Minute HCI podcast episode. Today I'll be exploring the recent HBR video, How to Be More Productive. There's a huge amount of productivity systems and time management strategies out there, but what actually works and why? HBR Innovation Editor Christine Liu test drove a handful of promising productivity methods, the classic Pomodoro technique, and two online platforms, Cave Day and Focusmate. Then she talked to productivity expert Chris Bailey, author of The Productivity Project, on what successful methods all share, how best to manage your time, and what being productive even means. Thanks for joining me, and I'll catch you on the flip side of this first clip
1: being productive is hard even the best laid plans go out the window if i'm clicking on i don't know like something that happened in the news or even youtube my cat video games what else do i do you just want to feel good to feel accomplished to get your work done i want to get better at this i don't know is there something better out there i wanted to try a variety of popular productivity methods including one a friend recommended and another that I've read about in the news, and then one that's just the classic. I mean, what's the worst that can happen?
0: Everyone wants to be more efficient, more productive. The question is how? This is actually a question I get asked all the time, and it actually embarrasses me. For whatever reason, I am a very productive person. I get a whole lot done, and a lot of people ask me, how do I fit it all in? I'm married, I have six children. I'm a very involved father, uh, I help out equally around the house with all the house tasks and with the childcare, and just being involved in my child's lives in addition to all the various work projects and research that I have. And so people just ask me all the time. I'm always embarrassed because I don't think there's any particular trick to being more productive, but she outlines just in that introduction some of the types of things that can keep us from being productive. She talks about distractions. She talks about focus. And for whatever reason, I have been quite good at being able to tune out distractions and being able to stay focused on what I'm working on. And I'm a pretty organized person. And so those factors in and of themselves, I believe, are probably the the predominant reason why I've been able to be so productive over the years. But she's going to explore several common techniques as well as then talk to an expert in the field of productivity about additional tips and tricks of you know what we can try to do as we want to be more productive in our lives. As we start this off, I also just want to mention that I think there are a lot of worthy goals in life. And being productive, I think, is a good goal. But I also, I think it's, it's really important to couch it within the broader context of our lives. And there are much more important things in my mind than being productive. I, I happen to be a productive person, but honestly, I prioritize my family first. Uh, my relationships with my kids, with my wife, uh, with my friends, my community—those relationships, and my particularly my family relationships—those are number one for me. And I think you know we have to choose our priorities based on our values, and then and then be consistent with those over time. And sometimes that might mean we're less productive, less efficient, and I think that's okay. But again, the the focus of the episode today being on productivity, when we are trying to be productive, when we're trying to get our work done so that we can then focus on other things and other aspects of our lives, there are some general things that we can try to do. So in the upcoming clips, she's going to walk through some of those for you, and I'll discuss.
1: The first one you might have heard of, it's called the Pomodoro Technique. Pomodoro is, I believe, Italian for tomato. So what is this magic trick? And it's like a timer, and that's kinda it. Well, number one, choose a task you'd like to get done, something big, something small, something that deserves your full attention, okay. Two, um, set the Pomodoro, so it's like a literal, real timer, for 25 minutes, Take a small oath, and will not be interrupted, I can do it, is just 25 minutes. <laughs> I love that pep talk is like built in. Work on the task until the Pomodoro rings. Breathe, meditate, grab a cup of coffee, go for a short walk. Your brain will thank you later. <laughs> okay. Your brain will use this time to assimilate new information and rest before the next round of Pomodoros. Once you've completed four Pomodoros, you can take a longer break. 20 minutes is good, or 30. This is what I think, it's like, breaking stuff up into manageable pieces, but then if you really think about it, it kind of goes on forever. For me, it makes sense to think about Pomodoro as an approach to a real meaty task that you really have a hard time motivating yourself. So it's just like, all right, worst case scenario, I'm gonna spend 25 minutes on this. And then, you know, see how far I get. But for like normal, um, everyday kind of worky things, like I understand like focusing on this task, but it just seems a little impractical to apply it like to everything, at least for me.
0: If you find yourself struggling to focus for a period of time on a particular task, the egg timer technique can be a good tool to help you learn to focus. The The trick here is to really just make sure that you're taking small snippets of time. Most people aren't capable of focusing for half hour, hour, two, three, four hours on end. Most people do need breaks. They need mental breaks. And the egg timer technique just simply uh, forces you to focus for small amounts of time. Uh, Now, she said, I don't think there's any magical amount of time so what she said in, in the clip you know you can start with five minutes 10 minutes, 15 minutes work your way up if you want if you find yourself really struggling to to focus on a task and if you get distracted by pings on your phone, emails or whatever you can just set everything aside focus on what you're doing for 5 10 15 20 25 30 minutes uh, and then take a short little break and then move on to the next thing uh, for whatever reason that's something I've never really had a problem with. Uh, when I'm ready to focus on something, I usually can just focus and tune other things out uh, for an extended amount of time. Uh, but this this can help you develop that skill uh, so that you can focus and and then you you can work in small little chunks as opposed to the, the daunting task of saying, "Hey, I have this huge project I need to do. It's going to take me all day." Um, there, of course, there's no way you're going to be able to focus completely and solely on that project or that task all day long. So you just break it up into intermediate little chunks.
2: Welcome to Cave Day, the world's most focused community.
1: Okay, so the next method I found that I wanna try wholesale is called Cave Day. Basically, Cave Day is essentially a group Zoom call. Inhale. Kinda like, you know, this startup-y, it's very branded. It says, positive peer pressure to get your done. You have like a facilitator or coach, a trained cave guide.
2: Everyone is here with the same intention, which is to monotask, one task at a time. What's your work on today? And uh, what's one thing you're committing to leaving outside the cave?
1: Hi, I'm Christine, right outside of Boston. And I'm going to focus on putting together a couple slides for a meeting that's coming up. And then I'm going to leave out Slack notifications, email, and my phone i want to believe it uh but like really what's under the surface like why is this a method
2: three high five on the camera and we'll get going. here we go one two three good luck see you
1: soon cave day i wanted to make fun of it real bad i don't know why but it might be partially i miss people and i miss like meeting new people in the wild but I also liked that there was a coach and someone who was professionally a facilitator. It actually was really—I found it pretty effective. I, I used it and uh, I recommended it to people. I also love group fitness classes like boot camp and you know feeling that uh, group energy. So I think that's part of it.
0: Cave day is a really interesting idea to me. Uh, this is definitely not something I've ever tried before. But I can understand the appeal. I can understand for people who are very social, who like to be around others, and particularly during the pandemic and people are isolated, uh, people have been working remotely. There is something about being in an office setting around other people where you can keep each other mutually accountable and kind of push each other to focus and produce. Uh, that, that has gone away when we're working uh, remotely. And so the idea here is essentially to try to kind of recreate that environment by just doing it virtually with, you know, having a Zoom call where you have a bunch of people just simply being together working with each other Um, seems kind of odd to me, but I I do get it. And if you're a social person and you're a social worker um, and it won't get too distracting for you, this can be a, a good way for you to just hold yourself accountable.
2: You know that working at home can be hard. Focusmate eliminates procrastination by providing you with a live, pure accountability partner anytime for a 50 minute working session over video.
1: So I found this other system called Focusmate. The whole idea is you sign up and then essentially you have a meeting with a stranger. So you have basically a call, a video call, you say hi to each other, good luck. And then you literally have your screen Um, of them to the side. And then you have your other window open to whatever you're working on. It's not supposed to be social as it is, like kind of ambiently social. After you're done, you just sort of like say bye. And hopefully you got a lot done in that hour. Well, thanks for your time, Dave. I appreciate it. All right, cheers. Having the person on the screen is part of the experience by design but I did find myself like always looking to them. It wasn't ideal for staying on task and staying non-distracted.
0: This one is also an interesting idea to me. Focus Me is similar to Cave Day, except instead of a group, and instead of having a trained facilitator to kind of facilitate the interaction and to make sure everyone's focusing on a specific thing and leaving distractions behind, Focus Me is really just you're, you set up a meeting with one person, and then they're just kind of there in the background while you're working. The idea, though, is somewhat the same in that you just have some accountability because that person is there, hopefully not distracting you, but just kind of there and and monitoring what you're doing, and you know that they're monitoring what you're doing, um, not in a micromanaging kind of way, not your boss looking over your shoulder, but just someone who knows what you say you're going to be working on and then is there while you're working on it. Uh, again, if, if you need a little bit of a, a social push, if you need a little bit of an accountability push in order to focus and to get some things done, this might be an approach that could work for you. Uh, for me, Cave Day, Focus Me, th- these aren't things that I think would be helpful to me at all, um, but I, I do recognize the idea, the principle behind accountability. I recognize the social aspect of work that really is important for a lot of people. And, and so know yourself and know what is going to help you be more effective. And if you don't quite know what's going to help you focus and what's going to help you uh, push out distractions, then you can try some different things, right? And see what works for you. and work. The Alchemy of Truly Remarkable Leadership will help you to explore your own leadership competencies and capabilities and consider ways to apply and implement them into your workplace and personal life.
1: After that entire experience, which was super fun, I had so many questions. I'm like, How much are these like the same thing, just cores wrapped in different dressings? Or are they actually like different schools of thought? Like, are there universal principles to this whole productivity thing? I wanted to talk to an expert to get down and dissect it.
2: I think it begins and ends with intention, right? Like at the end of the day, did you accomplish what you set out to do? If you do, I think you're perfectly productive. This
1: is Chris Bailey. He's been studying productivity for most of his career, and he's found a lot of tips that have helped people along the way. So I told Chris all about my experience taste testing and test driving these productivity methods and to see what he thought. Um, of all them, I really liked Cave Day. Does that say anything about
2: me? I think people are the most underrated part of productivity. It adds that instant accountability, first of all, uh, makes it less boring, far more structured. It, it's still difficult, but you feel like you're with somebody, especially right now when so many of us are working from home. It's, it's great.
1: That really resonates with me because I love having that social aspect. It really keeps me focused. Seems like some of his best advice is also the most basic.
0: Now, as she starts to talk with the productivity expert and to explore some of the types of general principles that can help people be more productive, Uh, he starts by focusing on intention and really what is your goal? What do you want to accomplish? I think we get wrapped up in this whole discussion of productivity and efficiency and and people have a big, long list of all these things that they want to get done. And then inevitably they don't get them all done. Then they feel uh, like they haven't accomplished anything. They don't feel like they've been productive. And then that becomes demoralizing and it becomes a bit of a downward spiral. So he's saying, hey, let's let's focus in. Like, what's your real intention and and get micro with it? You don't have to have a, a 20 item list, like focus on what do you want to accomplish today? What do you want to accomplish in uh, before lunch? What do you want to accomplish in the next hour, in the next 30 minutes? And then just focus on that. And then as you knock it out, you'll feel the endorphins of being able to check something off your list. You'll be able to feel good about accomplishing what you set out to do what your original intention was uh, and that is powerful stuff and that can help you focus for the next item that you need to accomplish so let's start with intention and not allow ourselves to get too wrapped up into what everyone else expects us to do Uh, let's have reasonable expectations for ourselves and then move forward
2: like at the start of the day fast forward to the end of the day and think okay what three main things will I want to have accomplished by the day's end, and it forces you to think, wait, so I can't do all 20? (laughs) I have to pick just three? How can I do, but it makes you. When was I the most productive? Did I work out in the morning? Did I meditate? Did I sleep? By God, sleep! You know, sometimes people look for all the productivity hacks under the sun, but all they need is seven and a half hours or eight hours of sleep being intentional, setting realistic
1: expectations, and then you know setting out to do the things that you said you wanted to do. And if you did that, you're productive, woo! And if you need a timer or a cave or a nice stranger on the internet to help you, go for it.
0: So what are some of those principles that might be applicable across the board for most people? Uh, first of all, it's self-care. He mentioned sleep. Uh, focus on like when when is it best for you to work out, uh, meditate, uh, do uh, mindfulness practices of some sort or another. Uh, th- this is all self care. So having a good diet, getting enough sleep, um, practicing uh, meditation or other sorts of mindfulness practices, going on walks with your dogs, whatever the case may be. You need to practice self care. You need to learn about how that impacts you, and then that can shift your expectations, Uh, just getting enough sleep alone. If if you consistently are getting four or five, six hours of sleep and just dragging through the day, of course, you're going to have a hard time focusing. Of course, you're going to have a hard time being productive and not getting distracted because your mind hasn't had enough rest. But if you can start to train yourself to get more and better sleep, you're getting seven, seven and a half, eight hours of sleep. It is amazing what you can accomplish when your mind is rested Uh, so people often ask me again how are you so productive and then they assume they often follow that question up with do you ever sleep and i always say well yeah i mean i'm not the best sleeper sometimes i have bad night's sleep just like anyone else but i make it a point of trying to get seven to eight hours of sleep every night i'm not one of those who says you know what i'm gonna be super productive and so that means i can only sleep for four hours or five hours Some people can do that. Uh, The vast majority of human beings cannot do that and then stay focused and productive throughout their day. They just kind of walk through their day like zombies. Uh, It is far better for you to get your seven to eight hours of sleep or whatever your body needs, Um, practice other mindfulness techniques and, and get the physical exercise and eat well, do those basic things. If you're taking care of yourself, your mind will be more productive and then you can move forward. They also then talk specifically about the principle of just reasonable expectations, reasonable expectations that you can actually accomplish. The 20 item list is usually not something you can get through. Sometimes maybe you can, and maybe you're just knocking things out left and right. That's awesome. But most of the time you're going to be setting yourself up for failure. So focus on what's most important. What do I really need to do today? Those two or three things. And like I mentioned in the last clip, you know, what, what do I need to do today? What do I need to do before lunch? What do I need to do in the next hour? And then just break it down into micro tasks, into very small chunks, specific things that you can focus on. And then you can, you can focus your mind, you can do those things and then take a break. I take lots of breaks throughout the day. So again, people ask, how are you so productive? Do you just like work nonstop all day long? Well, there are times, there are times where I, I, I kind of have no choice and I just end up focusing for hours on end and just knock things out. But that's not my typical day. Most of the time I'll, I'll do things, um, and then take a break after a half hour or an hour. Uh, if if I'm working on something specifically for two or more hours, then I'll take a longer break. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, and that can take a lot of forms. Maybe I go, uh, do a little bit of music, uh, play the guitar a little bit, go walk the dogs, uh, go talk to my wife or the or my kids, or just do something else um, to just move around and get the, the blood flowing. Ultimately, though, I, I take those breaks, I take them frequently, and I try to get the sleep that I need. I try to exercise. I'm not perfect. I don't always do it perfectly. Uh, but generally speaking, that helps me to be able to be more focused in as I go throughout my day and to not drag and to not you know, be sleepwalking through
2: my day. A fundamental truth about productivity, which is that nobody's created equal. We're all different. This is personal productivity. And so we really do have to take what works for us and leave the rest.
0: Personal productivity is personal. It's individual. So just because something works for someone else doesn't mean it's going to work for me. You have to self-reflect. You have to really test out and try different approaches and see how they work for you. And if it works, great, utilize it. If it doesn't work, leave it behind and don't feel guilty about it uh, and don't feel like you're, you're not doing something you should be doing. Uh, so for example, uh, in the examples that she explored, you know, I don't, I don't need to do a virtual meeting on Zoom. Um, I don't need to have someone sitting there in the corner of my screen kind of monitoring me. Uh, Those things wouldn't work. In fact, I would find them distracting. Um, And so I'm not going to do those things. And in fact, when I'm in the physical office space, I don't like open office environments. Uh, When I'm in that kind of a situation, I put on headphones and I try to tune everything out because the the open office environment distracts me. But other people are different. Other people thrive in that environment. That's great. So what helps me personally to focus may not be what helps you personally to focus, uh, and that's fine. So you just need to figure that out for yourself and then move forward. Ultimately, there's no one-size-fits-all. There's no magic bullet. Uh, over time, over my life, you know, I'm 42. Uh, and over time, I've I've learned things that work for me. And I try to lean into those things, and I try to, uh, to leverage what works for me. I encourage you to do the same. Uh, focus, productivity, tuning out distractions, These are all things that I think we can hone our skills over time. And to end as I started, just a reminder that efficiency and productivity isn't like the most important thing in the world. Do we want to be successful in our career? Yes. Does that mean we have to be productive? Yes. But there are so many different facets and aspects of our lives that we also need to focus on. We need to prioritize. And personally, I think relationships are number one. And I want to have strong relationships, meaningful and fulfilling relationships with others around me. And if you have an efficiency or productivity mindset, and then try to apply that to relationships, that usually isn't going to go over particularly well uh, with people when you're trying to have authentic connection. So just understand what your priorities are, what your values are, and then uh, move forward in a positive way to try to, to bring that into reality for you. I really enjoy this video. I appreciate all the tips. I hope they were helpful for you. I hope some of my commentary was also helpful. And as always, I hope you can stay healthy and safe. I hope you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you have a great week.